Welcome to the Love Hoop Adventure Podcast, where we talk about the marriage relationship, intimacy, and marriage, and how you can go deeper with your spouse. In today's episode, we're talking about the challenges of marriage and money and all that entails. Everything from budgeting to saving to spending to earning. We'll talk about our challenges, how we're working through it every day, and continuing to deal with challenges. I'm sure it's never going to change. What do you think? Uh, no. As long as we're still married to each other, uh, (laughs) and you and I are still the people we are, then yeah, I think we're still going to have struggles. I think that money is probably like one of the, uh, it's sex and money, right? Isn't money Two are the big, big things. Yeah. I think those are the two of the top three, like year after year after year in, in, uh, surveys and stuff, the big, uh, problems, fights in marriage and causes for divorce. Yeah. So... So it's really important that we talk about money, even though we're not like a money podcast, but it's not really like us giving money advice in this episode more than it's us like helping you guys. I got some hot stock tips though. (laughs) Helping you discuss money and finances and figuring out what works for you. Right. So we are firm believers that couples should have a joint bank account. And I know there are some situations where a spouse may need to have a separate bank account. This happens in the military. I know this. But in general, we find that if you aren't running your budget together, then it's going to be very difficult for you to have shared uh, goals or even understanding So um, we have, so just like know that we run a joint budget. As we make these discussions, if you and your spouse are not running a joint budget, then we're probably not going to have a lot to say to you. (laughs) This is for people that are uh, having, for the most part, a single checking account or single spreadsheet or budget of some sort. You could even have like separate accounts, but as long as there's like one budget. Right. That I think that's the important thing. And personally, I don't I don't know how you have actually separate bank accounts and yet have a unified budget. Like I'm sure I'm sure it's, there's a way. Um, the yeah. military example you gave, eh, that's kind of like a technicality. Like yeah. usually they're not genuinely separate accounts. Um, they're there for you know for some for some uh, logistical reasons and whatnot. But the importance of having the the budget all being, it being unified, um, I think is the, the most important thing. Like I yeah. said, I don't know how you do it without <laughs> one checking account. If you've got multiple, you know, in, excuse me, not multiple, we have multiple checking accounts, right? but they're both all in our names, you know, and, and those kinds well, of Well, and we know what's going on in all of those yes. accounts at any given moment. I mean, yeah. None of those accounts are mine or yours. Right. Um, they're, they're both ours just for different purposes. Yeah. So what would you consider to be the biggest problems we've had with money since we got married? Well, like with everything, you know, we, we kind of approach money differently. We have different, um, money was treated differently, handled differently, taught differently in our families growing up, I think. And you and I, even apart from that, like that's the, the, maybe the nurture side. I think even the nature side, you and I just view money differently where, uh, I'm more of a, I like, I like to protect and insure and invest in, in those kinds of things. You tend to want to, um, 
not that I like to save and you like to spend. That's not the difference. That's not the difference. Yeah, we both we both like to save and spend in equal amounts, hopefully a healthy amount. But I like to insure and protect, whereas you tend to like to risk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's you're, true. yeah, you are much more comfortable dangling off the edge than I am. And so that has been a, a constant battle in, in us handling our finances. Yeah, it has. And I would say that there have been problems that have shifted somewhat, but priorities on how we spend, save, all whatever, that's probably been going back from day one. Yeah. So the first 10 years of our marriage or so, I ran the budget and mm-hmm. then kept all the spreadsheets and we didn't have spreadsheets. What spreadsheets. Am I saying? Um, <laughs> check register. And we did not have wiggle room in our budget for anything. And no. that did cause a lot of issue. Yeah. It caused It caused tension between us because I think you thought I was like controlling the money. And there were would, times when you would come to me and be like, why can't we spend money on this? And I'd be like, well, why can't you make more money? You know, <laughs> like, so that was definitely a fun. Yeah, that was, that was a fun little back and forth. We always had. <laughs> yeah. You won't let us spend the money. You won't make more. I don't know what to say. <laughs> they won't pay me more. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, I do remember us having, um, like when we had a little bit of debt at the beginning of our marriage and it wasn't like we had big debt or anything but whenever we would ever have any amount of money on our credit card there was always like this difference of opinion on should we pay off the credit card or put money into savings and I would rather just keep the payment on the credit card and put money into savings to Mm. avoid future cost on the card and you always wanted me to pay off the card because you're like well you can just put we're paying interest you can just put money back on the card later. And I don't know why mentally. It probably did make more sense to just pay off the card versus saving. But, I mean, mentally yeah. I couldn't take it. So are, are we are we going to get to Dave Ramsey? Uh, you point? know, you are way more um, Dave Ramsey knowledgeable than me. So Yeah, and I'm only, I'm only vaguely. Um, we Someone gave us um, his book, was it... It wasn't the the big book, the 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 big money makeover or something like that. Is this him like he Money had, Matters or something? Maybe. So he's got the big book, and then he released this like hyper condensed version of the like coffee table type version of the book. And you and I read that, and it helped us so much. And I think one of the number one principles that that I pulled out of that that helped helped me in handling finances and helped me understand you the way you handle finances is that. Most of money is emotional, not math. It's it's oh, in the heart. It's not in the head. And that that you were just mentioning is a classic example. It makes more financial sense to pay off the credit card because it has interest on it, right? Sure. But if that felt defeating to you and putting money in savings while maintaining the minimum payment and, and having a plan to pay the credit card off eventually, even if it meant you were going to pay more money, if it made it so that you could do it emotionally, then it's then it's better. Then it is a better plan. And well, you and I had to understand that. the thing for me was that I didn't want to use the credit card. So the yeah. idea of putting myself in a position to have to continue to use it oh, made yeah, me I see feel yeah. concerned that I would just begin relying on it. Now, let's just yes. fast forward this to... 
what year is this? 2021. And we pay everything with a credit card, which is completely against Dave Ramsey. And we oh, pay absolutely. it off at the yeah. end of the month and we get all yeah. the rewards points or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but we have like been sticking it out in our budget for a really long time. Yeah. So I think we do have at least some principles in place at this point. Yeah. And, and, but that's the thing is understanding that my analytical brain looking at the percents and the, you know, and the values and the spreadsheets and cost over time and blah, 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 does not matter if you don't feel secure. And if you feel secure and we can therefore work together to meet our goals, even if on paper it's going to take longer or cost us more money or whatever, it's still a better plan. And so understanding that most of money matters is in your heart. It's, it's an emotional state. It's not cold and calculated is hugely liberating for, for me, hugely beneficial to say, you don't always have to make the rational decision. You have to make the decision that works. Because paying off the credit card in two years is better than never paying it off because you're trying to do it the right way. Right. You know, (laughs) or whatever it is, saving up the money for the house. You know, if you save it up the wrong way, but you get it, it's better than never saving it up because (laughs) you were trying to stick to the rules, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm not a rule follower. So there we go. Um, go. If there is a perfect way to save, spend, budget, whatever, I would never stick with it anyway. Nope. Because I can't. I can't be bound by that mentally. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, those were some of our earlier struggles was Mm -hmm. how to handle our uh, budget deficit. And so if you're a couple that is in a budget deficit, there's going to be a lot of stress. The stress is you're not making enough to, A, either make it, and you're having to make a lot of sacrifices, yeah. or maybe you're just not at an income level where you feel like you can do anything other than the meet the bare minimums. And so we've been in that place where, you know, we've had to look for every free thing to do and every DIY way to do something. Um, and it is difficult, you know, it's difficult yeah. because you want to do these things for your family. And if they think that you're not doing it for them, because you yeah. don't want to, but you literally cannot do it. It can cause a lot of, I don't know what the right emotion here is, but. Resentment. Uh, yeah, it can cause a lot Stress. of resentment. To, oh, you, you know, yeah. you kids don't and, care. And I would also say that um, you're talking about folks, you know, facing a deficit. That to me is a very important time to be on the same page and have the the unified budget. And, you know, because. Uh, it it can be easy. And you and I, you know, have, have wrestled with this over the years where it's like, you know, well, you never let me spend this or you always overspend on that or whatever. And so if there's a, if there's a budget that you both sat down and wrote, that's, I think that's the key is if you both sit down and based on your mutual priorities, create a budget and agree with each other, we're going to try and stick to this as, you know, as closely as we can, you know, things happen, but we're going to try our best to stick with this. Then when you get down the road, you're not pointing fingers at each other and saying, why did we have to always spend so much money on groceries? Or why did we Mm -hmm. always spend money on uh, your thing? You know, like whatever it is. Well, because we wrote the budget and the budget said that we were able to do that and we weren't going to do this and we could only spend this much on that. And it, it, it can help. It will not eliminate it. 
because well, the blame game is going to happen. I will say that the difficulty with the whole budget writing is just being honest. And I have always been very unhonest with the amount of money it takes to run our household. Yes. And I always think I can do more and better than what yeah. I can. You, you've always, always, for years, and up till this year, you've been like, I'm going to cut the grocery budget in half. And I just, well, I, I, I have, have had moments in time where I absolutely was able to do that. Abs- but it was like a job. It was, it was before you were working. If and now I got a job. Recall. Yeah. When you, when you weren't working outside the home and you know, your focus at the time was, was on the kids in the home, yeah. you carved out some of that time to do those kinds of things and you made it work. But the problem was you thought you could keep doing that. And every year when, <laughs> when you tell me that, I just kind of smile and go, okay, babe. And but then, then I watch the budget of, and it doesn't happen. There's a lot of guilt for me. I'd rather just not see that I was overspending, to be honest, because I'll be like, I'm doing so good. And then I'll look and I'm like, what did we freaking buy? Stop eating all the food in the house, boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, three teenage boys, um, <laughs> you have some dietary restrictions. So sometimes yeah. your your food is a little more, uh, you know, premium and things like that. So um, that's that's the thing is you have that budget. You You do your best to stick with it if you're realistic about it. When you're writing a budget, if you're unrealistic about your budget, and by that I mean saying things like, oh, we're only going to spend $100 a month on groceries. Like, no, you're not. Like, you're never going to, you're never going to stay and with unless that. Unless you know how to really coupon and you have the right family size and sales cycles right. that you can stick with and know you will never get there. Right. But write a budget that is honest. And... Well, the other thing I hated doing was ever putting any sort of splurge in there because yeah. the truth of the matter is I am very much a tightwad. I am willing to spend money on a risk if I think it's going to bring return. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, but she, other she than doesn't that, like I do not money. want to spend money. Yeah. It's so funny. We, we kind of have conflicting messages sometimes where it's, it sound the beginning sounded like I was saying, I'm a hoarder and saver and you're a spender. <laughs> and that's not it at all. We just have our things that we prefer to, that we like to I, spend on. I just view everything as a resource. So whether it is yeah. money, time, yeah. food, housing, whatever, if it is a resource, I want yeah. that at my disposal. I want to use it as I have to. So if I consider this money we're about to spend a resource and not like I'm just blowing money, I'm going to do it. Right. So being honest with each other and with yourself um, and creating a budget that it's honest and realistic and makes sense. And then you mentioned splurging um, is we started writing that in. We started writing in a budget line item for date nights. We started writing in a budget line item for amusement, you know, and that was Uh, whenever we went out. We did not do that when we were in a budget deficit. Like when we were barely paying our bills, no. Yeah, yeah. But what happened was later on when, when we had some more wiggle room, we were having trouble meeting our budget because we would spend on non-budgeted things. Right. And then we would feel guilty about it, even though we actually had the money for it. So then we had to start writing that in. Like, like I said, we have an amusement budget, which is just like anytime we do something with the kids, you know, if we go to the movies or we go to a theme park, we go, you know, have a picnic, like anything, we throw it into that, uh, into that budget so that we can not feel guilty about it when, when we do it. Because we're saying, okay, this is not an unreasonable expense, um, so we don't have to feel guilty about it. We we're okay to do this. So again, being honest with yourself, right. giving yourself a little bit of permission when it's when it's feasible, when it makes sense, you know. I definitely my advice to the the miser in the <laughs> couple. I am the miser. You have to be willing to spend money on fun things, you sure. know, and don't think. 
oh, we've been really busy, so we didn't do anything fun. So now we've got this extra money and we can just put it over here in this <laughs> other budget that has a deficit right now. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But you've been very good at saying, no, we set that money aside to yes. do this thing. So we're going to do this thing. Yeah. And I still even wrestle emotionally with that, but it has been a little bit better. Yeah. Another thing is, is just a, a difference in the way we handle and view money. And I don't know if other couples deal with this is that you and I like view things like numbers and resources and budgets differently. So I'm whereas, laughing. I never view numbers. In fact, I hate them. <laughs> and when he, he will show me numbers, I'm like, what? I'm like, if you'll notice on the pie chart on page three, she's like, eyes glazed over. Could you just hand me some dollar bills, please? <laughs> I literally bought her fake money one time. Oh, yes. I used that we, for a while. We to used to do budget. the envelope system with cash. And then we decided to start using credit cards for stuff. And then it messed Keely up because she didn't have her envelopes full of cash. So I bought her fake money yeah. and so that she could stick it in her envelopes. And when she would swipe the credit card, she then had to take fake cash out of her envelopes. But that made it work for her. That made yes, it real I for need her. tangible numbers yeah. are like fictitious things on paper. Right. And, and things like, you know, you would do things like say, well, we over budgeted on the gas. So I'm going to take some of the gas budget money and put it towards the vacation. And I would say, no, we should have, we should change the gas budget and change the vacation budget. And then I would say, then we will never get a vacation. <laughs> and my whole thing was, let's be honest with ourselves. We're, we think we're going to spend more on gas than we actually are. And we are telling ourselves we're not going to spend this much on, va on our vacation. And then we do or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you know, and she, and you would always like to, move money from one account to another. And I'm or like, it's not sock drawer into the bank account. Yeah, or whatever. And I'm like, it's not an account and it's not <laughs> money. It's a budget and it's numbers. It's a theory. <laughs> it's not money. So you can't move it around. You have to change the theory, you know? So we had to, you know, we've had to learn how to just like with everything else, we've had to learn to communicate in ways that the other person hears. And we still struggle with this. I really want y'all to know we have been like sitting down, grinding and out over budgets and spreadsheets and all this junk for a while. And yeah. uh, I'm just fortunate that we are at a place now where we don't have to watch every dollar and I don't have to truly understand every number on that spreadsheet even though i know you want me to I, yeah <laughs> i no, can't no, no. no i don't i don't want you to the spreadsheets <laughs> are for me the spreadsheets keep me sane it looks so awesome like there's all these colors and all this stuff and i'm like <laughs> lines and like this this account and that colors and percentages and figures no what i do is i give you i used to do it every week because for a while there we had some like definite goals and and you wanted like regular updates so like every week when we got paid, I would do the bills and I would figure everything out. And then I would, I had like this report that I would give you. And we've kind of drifted away from that because that those goals are, are now in the past and everything. We're, we're handling things a little bit more loosey goosey, but I still, every now and then I just sort of check in and I say, Hey babe, look, here's how much we have in this. Like, here's how this budget is doing. And eh, we overspent a little bit on this budget. We need to be careful about that. And we're looking really good on this. And our savings goals are this. And we're we've you know we're this much away from that goal or whatever. Or sometimes I'll just say, and by the way, here's what you have at your disposal. I've learned that I have to tell Keely that every now and then. Like if it all this hit the fan, you have. yeah. Like if it all fell apart, 
what do we have? Like, what are our resources? What can we actually do? I do think it's interesting that you're so into the budgeting and all this stuff now, because when I used to run the budget, you would never, ever, ever want to look at anything like where we were or or anything. You know why, right? (laughs) Why? I don't. Because I was, I was not looking at my stuff. I was looking at your way of handling (laughs) the finances. You know, you know how, when you look at mine and you're like, Ooh, it's pretty and there's colors and I don't understand what you're talking about. It was like that, but worse because I wanted the spreadsheet and you had like scraps of paper and backs of receipts and you're like, I have money and accounts you didn't even know existed. And I'm like, I, don't die because I'll never find our money. I know. He's like, do you have any stuffed in any of the mattresses? I just need to know. Yeah. Maybe. Like seriously, is there a sock drawer somewhere I do, where, I do where you're hiding like- money? And that's the thing is I would, I would look and I would go, okay, but what about this? And you're like, ah, I don't worry about that. And I'm like, Whoa. that's why I didn't want to talk to you about it. A, because during that time we, we were a lot tighter on things. We, oh, yeah. we, were, we did not have, you know, we were younger and broker. Yeah. It was way and discouraging. It was, yeah, it was a little more discouraging. And it was because I had to look at your mess. <laughs> <laughs> and try and understand it. And I would say, hey, well, why It was a mess. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I barely understood it. Like, yeah. babe, I don't know. Like, kept I definitely going, made like all these errors, but somehow we still have money. So yeah. we're you, doing good. <laughs> you kept it going. You kept us afloat for, for a long, long time. And then one day you said, I'm not doing this anymore. You are. And I said, okay. <laughs> Thank God, too. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Um, so maybe we covered this, but what is the biggest area we disagree about money? Is it, I think it's like I said, just like priorities. Yeah. Protection. Like I am, I am an insurance guy. Um, I, I like to protect things and insure things. And you're like, why would I insure it? I'll just use it now. And hopefully nothing happens. I'm like, all right. Um, I know we actually do have a lot of fights over the insurance. We, we really do. Every time we turn around, it's like, it's time to up your insurance. No. Yeah. (laughs) I, I didn't make more money so I can pay some more money to insurance. (laughs) I prefer, um, earmarking things, setting things aside. I have part of the thing with my spreadsheet is that, you know, like one savings account has like four columns in my spreadsheet and one, like one checking account has four or five columns. One savings account has like 10 columns because I'm like, well, we need to start putting money away for Christmas and we need to start putting money away for the car repairs. Um, Austin is amazing at spreadsheets. He could probably create a shareable version of this spreadsheet for anyone. (laughs) No, it would no, 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 no. Probably (laughs) confusion. It would drive everybody else nuts. Like drives me nuts. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but that's the thing is, um, I that's that's my approach. And like I said, you you would rather just see a big bucket of a dollar, and that's why that's why every now and then I go. By the way, here's the cash. Like here's 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 the total dollar figure. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And like, like you don't care how much of that money is for the mortgage and how much is for the umbrella insurance. It's how much is for the, you know, the, the savings goal and how much is paying off this credit card. And how, you don't care about all that. You're like, yeah, but how much money is it? You know? And so every now and then I have to just break it down to you. Like, here's the, the main number. Right. Um, and just know that some of that is already spoken for, you know, like that money is set aside for taxes or whatever. So the good thing is about us, and I think we do probably differ from other couples in this is that neither one of us are big spenders in that. Yeah. yeah. You you're know. you're like a you're genetically, I don't know why, but you are just like a miser at heart. And I am I I naturally like just just like let me loose in the world and I'm a spender, 
But I had a mom who, you know, single mom with two kids for many, many years where she taught me how to find the best, best, you know, cents per ounce of cereal, you know, like reading labels and coupons and, and all that kind of okay. stuff and, and being very diligent and deliberate about every purchase that I ever made, which sometimes drives me nuts you know, I'll spend an hour agonizing over this pair of shoes versus that pair of shoes because of a dollar discrepancy, you know, um, and things like that. Well, but, I, I will say that I've gotten a lot better about that. If like this pair of shoes is more, but it doesn't make my feet hurt, get it. You know, like bang I, for used, your buck. I mean, uh, we used yeah. to be like, no, we can't afford any of these shoes. So yeah. if we can, <laughs> yeah. it's just a different it, point of view. And, and that's the thing. Well, and it's a different stage of life yeah. too. I mean, when we were in our twenties, we couldn't say, I'll get the shoes that are $10 more. Yeah. We, we, just, we just couldn't afford it. And, um, so you and I definitely do have, have that core, core difference. And, and neither of us, thankfully, like you said, are big spenders by nature. Right. And I think that's one thing that has helped us out is that, a lot of couples, a lot of couples struggle with that, where one is a spender and one is a one saver. One is a saver. And I think that you and I, we just want to save differently. We want to spend oh, yeah. differently. It's not that we are polar opposites on that. Well, if you are a person that's in a marriage where you feel like you are the big spender and your spouse is the saver or vice versa, um, here's a few things you can do. For one, if you are the miser, this is coming from a fellow miser. I encourage you to look at the time that you have now and think about 20 years from now, am I going to regret not having done more or having fights over this mm -hmm. little bitty stuff? Mm -hmm. Because in the grand scheme of things, it is. Your kids are only with you for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, God help you that your spouse be with you until the end of your days, but maybe they won't be. So don't be afraid to spend the money now. The person who is the big spender, you most certainly need to stay within a reasonable budget <laughs> or you're going to destroy your family. Yeah. So that, but overall, both sides have to figure out how to create a money environment yeah. that both people are okay with because the chances are, even if you aren't both financially giving to the household, it is both of your money and y'all should both have some of your own desires honored. Yeah. So if you have the miser who doesn't want to spend or who, or who only wants to spend on the things that they consider to be a priority, then you do have to let them have that. But at the yeah. same time, they should let you have some of your priorities. Too. You know what I would say is, you know, find, find some joy in gift giving and that's going to look different for both sides of that equation. If you're the miser, if you're the, the, the one that wants to hoard and, and save all the time uh, to a fault, then find ways to gift to your spouse, whether that means literally getting them a gift, or if it means saying to them, Hey, I really think you ought to Go do that thing that you wanted to spend money on, whatever it is. And then the flip side of that is, and this is going to sound weird, if you're the big spender, like you can give a gift to your your hoarder spouse by giving them permission to go do something. No, to to save. Oh well, to save. Yeah, yeah. like okay. yeah, yeah. Like if you're the big spender, the gift to you is here's some money to go do that that you know extravagant thing that you wanted to go do. 
right? That irresponsible thing that you wanted to do, that would be a gift to you. But a gift to your person who's the saver is maybe finding a way to give them some money to save. It sounds counterintuitive to uh, (laughs) give them the gift of not spending money. (laughs) Well, you've given me the gift of investment. Yes. Which is in my own personal way saving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I literally used to ear... (laughs) Here we go again, earmarking stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to earmark a percentage, just like we we would we earmark a percentage for uh, for giving. We earmark a percentage for saving. Earmark a percentage for taxes. I started earmarking a small percentage of investment money for Keeley. Like, yeah, here's a couple hundred bucks for you to put towards this money making venture that you want to try out, or or whatever mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a money making thing, like put it into a CD or something. At the end of the day, what's most important about your money is that you and your spouse both get to be a part of making the decisions. Mm. No one person should be the deciding factor on everything Yeah. because unfortunately money does represent power and control mm-hmm. and neither person should feel that they are being controlled about they should or shouldn't be spending. Yeah. And this is really where the fight about money comes down. So recognize what you're really fighting about. It's control. Now, that's not to say if you're in a a budget deficit that it's about control. Sometimes it really is just about I'm trying to keep us out of the poor house. (laughs) And that's very hard. In those situations, I recommend, besides trying to find ways to save, find ways to earn. You will just Mm -hmm. get so much better return on your time because I spent a long time finding ways to save. And when I found ways to earn, it would just pay much greater dividends. So um, that's our recommendation for you guys today. We'd love for you to follow us at lovewithadventure.com where we blog about all things marriage, much more than what we have covered on the podcast so far. And you can stay up to date with our latest news, anonymous questions, um, and podcasts by going to lovewithadventure.com slash newsletter and sign up for the newsletter. And if you do, I'll send you our free sexy truth or dare. Thanks so much, guys. We love talking with you. Can't wait to talk with you soon.